As you can see, David Walker joins me today on Lockdown Hornets. We'll talk about Zach Lowe's league pass rankings. Are the Hornets fun again? Are they towards the bottom of the league? We'll discuss it all today on Lockdown Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We are free. We are available anywhere you get your pods. And that includes YouTube. As I mentioned, that is the one and only David Walker. You can find him on Twitter at David B. Walker. And Doug did not hook us up with any of the shoe nicknames today. And so Doug is going to be watching from afar. He's recording us so we could get this job done. I thought maybe he would give us some kind of shoe nickname, but that's okay. You can follow him on Twitter at David B. Walker. You can listen to me on WFNZ every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m. I get excited about the league pass rankings. I don't know if you are one as well, right? This is an annual thing that Zach Lowe does for ESPN. He just dropped them as we're recording an hour ago. And so this was weird, right, David? Because the three years ago when we were feeling good, when it was LaMelo's second season, when Miles Bridges was becoming this fringe all-star, but that connection had already developed as one of the more exciting connections in the league when you just had some fun basketball being played with some young, promising players, they were like, what, top 10 in in the entire NBA? Yeah. They weren't one of the best NBA teams, but they were one of the most fun, and we knew that. And then I think they got dinged really hard after an unsuccessful season, after a couple of play-in blowouts, and then they were like 25th or something. So I expected them to really be in the last quarter of teams, if you will. Um, But... Zach Lowe has them up a little bit further than I thought. A little surprised. David, he has them at number 21, and here's why he has them at number 21. He says that you have LaMelo Ball in a fascinating sort of prove-it type season. You have two veterans with Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward, who, by the way, seem like ancient artifacts from some other Charlotte (laughs) team that might or might not have ever existed. And then you have several young players the Hornets really need to hit. Headlined by Brandon Miller, Mark Williams, and Nick Smith Jr. We'll get into some of the other player individual write-ups. But one, is 21 appropriate in your mind? And do those reasons as to why they're 21 make sense? Yeah, I actually thought they'd be a little closer to middle of the pack, to be honest with you. I thought the bounce-back season was coming. Now, I don't know when he – gosh, who knows when he, like, wrote this in in regards to Miles' latest situation. Oh, he's aware. He's aware. So the the first paragraph is Miles Bridges, James Booknight, Kai Jones are involved in very real-life situations that have nothing to do with basketball right now. So it it does take that into effect. Yeah, yeah. So that that, that maybe dings him a little bit. Uh, But I think the LaMelo prove-it season is a big one. Uh, I think he he sneaky likes Clifford. You know he likes how oh, he keeps no, he it does clean. Sure. Yeah, yeah, he likes him like coaching a clean game. You know, for the most part. Um, but I actually thought they bounced back a little bit just because they were so high. Uh, that one year where everybody was all over him. You know, when Lamelo was brand new. Uh, but 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 certainly uh, a jump up from last year when they were basically unwatchable. And I mean that's the Lamelo effect. I think he's jumping on a good ten spots on his own. 
Uh, there's just a little bit of unknown with the Brandon Miller thing. You always got to wonder, you know, if Scoot was in there, he, I think they're, they're, they're solidly in the middle of the pack, but we can't go down that road. Uh, well, I'm glad you bring him up. I'm glad you bring him up actually, not for anything to, for us to talk about yeah. in, with him in a Charlotte uniform, but Portland is actually way down the list. So it, it Scoot did not help Portland at all. It'd be, it mm. was 27. Now I understand your point. Wow. Bringing him alongside LaMelo, that yeah. backcourt would be a lot of fun, but he does have Anthony Simons who True. is, a, you know, not just some dud on the bench. And so Portland comes in at 27 and, and yeah, I, I thought about that too, but Portland gets no love from Zach Lowe this year in the league pass rankings. And, and you're right. Like as far as where I would want to put them, I'd probably put him up a little further, but yeah. totally understand where Zach Lowe was coming from. And the thing yeah. is, too, man, with this mile stuff, it does take a hit mm. on the fun. If you see him out there, then it's going to be weird because, and we had talked about this. I don't want this to be a miles conversation. We we won't. We've talked about it a lot. Okay, you can go check out those episodes in <laughs> in previous recordings. But I've talked about it where if Miles catches an alley oop and he goes for twenty five, yeah. It, it's going to be hard for me to reach peak happy Hornets fan like I would have had this situation not been surrounding him. That's just the reality of it. Whether you think you did it, whether you didn't, this is the second right. time in the last two and a half years that we've seen something happen with Miles Bridges off the court last year and a half, I should say, with something that happened off the court. So I can't reach peak max Hornets enthusiasm when Miles Bridges is helping you win a game. And and we had been getting there. Like at time had healed enough, you know, yeah. easy for us to say, right? But it we had not talked about it nearly as frequently. And then of course these updates come about. One thing I yeah. did, all right, enough miles, right? I'm not even gonna allow you to talk miles. No more miles. Um, <laughs> let's go to I did I did want to talk about his write-up on Mark Williams because this to me, David, I I think he's the most slept on player. I I do. I think he's a fun basketball player as well. But this is what Zach Lowe writes with the players that really need to hit. He talked about some of those younger, you know, uh, younger guys on the squad. He said Williams is tantalizing, a perfect lob catch, uh, catching pick and roll partner for Lamelo, whose presence could coax ball into slowing down a little bit more, which we've Ooh. talked about, exploring the paint, finding a more reliable half court gear. Williams is crafty, changing speeds, wild rolling, creating pockets of space for bounce passes. Brandon Miller should have studio space to stretch, including as a ball handler. And so there's the little sentence about Miller at I the like end. That. But crafty Mark Williams, I, this continues to be the most slept on guy. Like he's in a lot of people's minds, David. I think he's going to move up from just not even in, not even in their not stratosphere to yeah. top half of the league center. He's gonna be he, he's gonna be the basketball nerds guy for about the first half of the season. You can oh, really yeah. see that already developing. Like if any of these sick people have watched the preseason, they're getting a little taste of that. And, and like you know, you guys and on the show and stuff, and people watching at the end of last season saw a little bit of that, right? So that's where it's coming from. But I really think he is going to pique some interest out there for people that have not seen him at all, especially with Amelo back. Obviously, that's going to be a big boost to him. So I think that's a big piece that Lowe is going to like a lot. And he's not like, um, I mean, it's not like Wimby, right? But like he does enough good basketball stuff 
where when you think about league pass rankings, you, you, you kind of go to the highlight dunks or the fast break stuff. But I think there's pieces of this Hornets team, and Mark is one of them, that are going to be for you know enjoyable basketball watching, solid basketball play, really on right. both ends, that he's going to be able to to throw in there. It's just a little bit of an unknown. The health is obviously a factor, a big piece with LaMelo. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, I think all Hornets fans – are happy and excited about Mark Williams. And it's going to be, it's going to sneak up on some people because a lot of people did not watch the Hornets last year for good reason. That's correct. Uh, I, do not bl- I do not blame them at all. Uh, but that's going to be a nice little surprise for folks that tune in and see this guy, you know, establishing himself in the paint, catching those lobs from LaMelo, and then being a, a, a detriment or a force for the Hornets on defense, right? defending that rim and doing some nice things for him there. So that is going to be fun. They are so close to having, you know, the semblance of a, of a new young core. And that, that mm-hmm. can be exciting for league pass, right? Because they're not going to be on uh, national TV a lot. They're not going to be uh, talked about with um, e- even, even like they're not going to be talked about with Wimby, right? They're not going to be talked about with Scoot. I mean, even like Brandon Miller is not going to be in that rookie conversation, which is some of that newness that can help a league pass Mm -hmm. rankings shoot up. But I think there's newness with this core that if they can just keep rolling, like it's going to be fun to watch. And, you know, I haven't seen the Bally's things hit or miss. Maybe you've seen some preseason. I haven't seen much. I've seen some highlights and some summaries, but the ball movement and you tell me, the ball movement and the early preseason just basketball play has been much more pleasing to the eye. And I like for someone like Zach Lowe and like people who watch basketball all the time, I think that's going to be enjoyable for them because it looks good now, right? And you got to think it's only going to look better. Yeah. From the starting lineup, me and Doug were gushing yesterday about how the ball movement. Yeah, now the bench unit, not so much. That's where Nick Smith comes in and the the ball movement stops. But no, you're right. The the starting lineup, when you have guys that can pass one through five, and even Terry Rozier, who we don't love as lead point guard, but combo guard, he's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine passing out of that two spot. Gordon, Brandon, PJ, if Miles is there, but also Mark. Mark can pass for a big man, and that was an underrated skill of his coming out of college. We like Cody was a good passer, but but Mark is someone that no, clearly is showing those chops immediately. You're so right. I, I love the ball movement. I think it just makes offense so much easier for everybody involved. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I want to hit on a couple of other things with the league pass rankings, but we'll discuss it in the next segment. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We'll have Doug um, in the background somewhere, I think, helping us. And then David sitting awkwardly as I talk about bird dogs. That's what we'll be doing here as we transition. Bird dogs are pants and shorts that make you feel good. They make you look good. Their khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. David, you don't have bird dogs on, but this would be the time where I think Doug would show them off and he would show yep. us his hind, hind end because that's what Doug likes to do on this right. podcast. You don't have to do it, though. Sip your coffee, take a break, and you can just wear the pants that you currently have on. Bird dogs fixed an issue that have 
this strict restricting cotton, stiff restricting cotton from other pants. They fixed that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that Ooh, keeps you cool like and dry all day. Yes, the cloud knit fabric, man. It's the real deal. Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion, including just going golfing, going on a date, an evening out, going to the pool, going to work out. There are so many different ways to wear your bird dog's pants. I mean, really just one leg at a time. You can hop in both, sure. but there's just a lot of occasions that you can wear them. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter promo code locked on NBA at checkout for a free bird dog's water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you more locked on Hornets coming up next. David, another reason for the League Pass rankings being where they are, in a positive way, I guess, according to Zach Lowe, depending on it's all relative, right? Yep. But one of the reasons he has them this high is because he loves the court designs, too. And so he really does. You're the fashionista, man. We got to get to you on this. The court (laughs) designs, I mean, I love them, too. Like the Mint talked about how the last season's City Edition court was fantastic. The purple alternate court is one of the best in the he league. He said the dark silhouette of a hornet is sharp and scary. Ooh, threatening the way a stingy mascot should be threatening. <laughs> Splitting the foul line circle. Usually bust, but those half basketballs with the light blue seams are gorgeous. Couldn't agree more. Love the courts. It feels like the Hornets get that right. Yeah, man. We haven't seen the city uniforms. I don't think they've leaked. I haven't seen no, anything they in the seasons. I mean, I, I think mint, that mint color was such a hit. They've got to figure out a way to work that in every single year. I keep hoping. What, we had the black, right? The black and the pinstriped gold and mint last year. I so, yeah, what I remember, the, the first mint hit two years or three years yep. ago, and that was the one that was among the was best in the league. Yep. And then we had the gradient. The honeycomb I mean, going into the middle. Good. I'm still a fan. They grew on me. I yeah. I didn't mind them as much. There were a lot of people that hated them, but I I didn't mind them. I think they look cool enough. And then they went to like the black mint yeah. mint jersey. I think for their city statement last year, or whatever. Well, I, I've been hoping they're going to go all gold. Uh, I think that's the next oh, iteration okay. that they need like, to roll yeah. out. Now they don't have to go like full. You remember the the Dallas Mavericks had those trash bag uniforms? They were silver and they had like a tin foily look. But those were awful. Yes, don't do that. Do not do that. Yeah, I I also don't want. Have you ever seen the Jacksonville mustard yellow or doo doo brown uh, color rush uniforms that they would put out? That's I'm like when you experiment with gold and you go all gold. Get it right. You got to get it. Don't want doo doo. You don't want mustard. Now I'll tell you, back in the day, UNCC, as it was known then, now it's just Charlotte. That's right. uh, They had a set of gold unis that wasn't metallic, but it was just gold, right? It was Mm -hmm. it was a gold uni, and uh, I like that. That was that was way 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 back when, probably even before your time, Walker. But uh, so (laughs) I think there's some possibilities there, but they got to get that one right. That that might take a few years to workshop, but they got to. They got to keep hitting the mint. I feel like maybe maybe they take a year off this year because, as you mentioned, they kind of went back and forth and bring it out mm-hmm. next year. But that was such a key thing that that almost has to be worked in. It worked into their uh, to their palette, I think, on a full time basis. One hundred percent. Well, and and this is something too. And I I know Nada has preached this a million different times. One of the write ups from Low about the courts is that 
fingers crossed, Charlotte is bringing back its mint shade, mm. a winner and something all its own, which yep. that that matters. And you know what? Like w- with this mint city edition, with that mint shade that they've brought into the picture, it it doesn't rely on nostalgia. And you actually created something different than just the pinstripes that we all love. And we want to see that still incorporated because that's what our history is of the Hornets, whether it's not been a successful encore product or not, but that's what our history is, but it is cool. So if, if they're able to do something fun with this team, if they are able to get to the playoffs with LaMelo as your lead dog with Brandon Miller coming into his own and Mark Williams, it, that's a trio. That's a that's a trio foundation. Right. Who knows how long PJ is going to be here? Maybe that can that can just be your your good role player coming off of the bench or starting at power forward and doesn't need the basketball to make a play. Can just run around. You know, there with everybody growing together and and maybe getting you know some playoff success. The mint thing becomes a lot more fun nationally, and yeah. it becomes like even more original to this iteration of the franchise, which they needed. And yeah. they struck out a lot; they struck out a ton. But I, I think that was a key component there of Zach Lowe's write-up that it's all their own, and we don't have to rely on the early '90s version of the Hornets as much. Right? Yeah, it's kind of like the Heat when they had the Miami Knights, Miami Vice type yep. stuff. Um, that was always a big winner. The thing I appreciate about Lowe, appreciate about Lowe and his rankings is he, this is a real formula. I mean, if you read into it, right? I think yeah. he, he gives them points values. So some of it is is whatever court uniform stuff, coaching. Um, actual players on the course. So that does factor in. Uh, and of course, he does mention Eric Collins. I didn't see a whole lot of other announcers getting shout outs. I mean, that is a big piece. Uh, Lil Mello, Eric Collins, Mark Williams, th- that combo, I think, can take him a long way on league pass. But this is becoming an evaluation of Zach Lowe a little bit. But man, <laughs> he, he did say Eric Collins is a delight. Uh, yeah. So he has is a cackling, a cackling, cackling delight, delight. Yeah. on play by play. And the Hornets should fly with ball, a one-man fast break. And we know that Eric Collins is going to be the perfect play-by-play man for that. But in the past, it feels like he's had some criticism yep. for Eric yep. Collins. He yep. didn't seem to be with it, but now he is, which is great. I'm glad he's growing on everybody, but a little bit change in tune there, So, right. that, which yeah. is fine with me. Um, all right, let's uh, talk a little bit more. We have a sicko satchel question to get to. Usually, Doug is the keeper of it. But I'm snatching the bag away. We're going to get to the satchel in just a moment. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We'll get to a sicko satchel question that revolves around the players in the last year of their deal. What do they have to do in order to come back and play for the Charlotte Hornets afterwards? Get a second deal out of this. We'll get to that in just a moment and even give you a little rookie talk. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better place or no better time to get in on the action. They have so many different things that you can bet on. It's so easy to use. Spreads, player props, over-unders, even more. David, I know you don't. I promise I won't make you talk too much Panthers. But if we wanted to bet a prop (laughs) for the Carolina Panthers, you can bet that Thielen is going to hit the over no matter what it's marked at. At least we can feel good about Thielen. Yeah, that's the only thing I would bet on, I think. 
I think you're right. Unless you want to bet it on them to lose, then yeah. you'd feel good about that. <laughs> Either way, it doesn't matter. You can still make some money off of it. So maybe it helps your Panthers fandom a little bit. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. More Lockdown Hornets coming up. The keeper of the sicko satchel is not here. I have snatched it away from him. I am stealing one of the questions because... I liked it, damn it, and I wanted to roll with it, and I wanted to ask David this question as well because it's not one that I think me nor Doug have addressed. So thanks to Keith A02, Keith from YouTube. He writes in, guys, what do the players in the last year of the of their deals, Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges, JT Thor, Teo Maladone, James Booknight, and Frank mm. Nilakina? All right, so those are all the players. What do right. those players need to do to earn another season with the Hornets? So – we can pick and choose here, right? I, I yeah. think Frank, you know, Frank might just be using us to, you know, launch himself. But also, if he continues to launch shots from beyond the arc, then he might not yes. get another contract with another team. Um, who do you want to address here, David? Gordon, Miles, JT, Teo, Book, or Frank? Which one of those players is most intriguing to you to talk about landing a second contract? Well, I mean, I think let's start with Thor, uh, just in, in Doug's honor, but in, 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 in <laughs> yes. um, you know, just in, in, in team building, right? I mean, that's the guy that we want to see take another step, uh, continue to add things to this team. I mean, his length and his athleticism, I think Clifford is really going to find a way to use him this year, but it's also a guy that you kind of need to hit on, right? I mean, they need to add, keep adding these young guys to the fold and get some guys they can continue to develop, which they've, you know, they've been able to do. The Hornets have been able to develop some of these guys that they've been able to find in the weeds. So I think Thor just needs to continue uh, bringing it on defense and and making some shots when he gets the chances. I, I don't know what else you think he needs to do. But, I mean, if I think I'll say this. Like, if he just keeps on the upward trajectory of last year, that might be enough. And and just to be clear, you do have a team option with JT Thor for 2024 okay. and 2025. No, but I mean, he could get, you know, you could parlay that into a contract right. and just keep him on the squad. Right. I mean, if, if you don't want him to, you don't want to bet on him possibly leaving after that, then I do think JT Thor, even if it's not technically the last year, you are figuring out if you want him to be a part of your roster going mm -hmm. forward. And, and this is the guy, David, where I tried to paint that optimistic playoff picture LaMelo at the helm, you know, having Brandon Miller, Mark Williams. Could JT Thor just be a bench guy on a really good deal? Could he play himself into a Cody Martin-esque deal where you're making like seven, eight million dollars, comes in, plays nice defense, shoots well from three, especially the Thorner three that we've come to love so much. Yeah, yeah like off of the bench, I think JT Thor, that's the most interesting guy too if you're trying to, figure out who to lock up long term the, the question that, about that would be a, don't you think that would be a steal at this point if it was a cody martin like deal doesn't it almost feel like they would be if it was a long term i mean don't you think i don't know so cody's on what what is well i mean so so the cody deal is eight million dollars annually he's locked up for a couple more years yeah. and so if you look at or yeah so eight million it's it's ascending um it is non-guaranteed in 25 and 26 but we've already we already went through the first year of that contract you know i i think you got to remember with cody he had the career shooting season so, you know, yeah. it was lights out and that was a big jump. 
he is the guy that Borrego could depend on with perimeter defense until Steve Clifford comes aboard. And, you know, but Borrego, that was the only guy that you could depend on, really. So maybe with the salary cap going up, maybe you're talking about a little more steel yeah. seems too strong. But like, yeah, I I think still to your point, it's it could be good. Like you you could get something of a cheap deal and lock him up and have a guy and have a guy that you d- depend on and and trust coming off of the bench because defensively I feel good about where JT Thor can end up it, it's yeah. all about what his offensive skill set is and honestly if you can just knock threes down then that's your perfect backup to PJ right, right. that's yeah. what it seems like to me what I, about I, I Gordon don't... David I, I the, the Gordon Hayward convo I mean it's it's just done, right? After this season, you're just moving on, and he's moving on because he wants to go to a contender and chase a title after you know he turns 34. That's how this is going to end up, right? Uh, it certainly feels that way. I and, and, and like there's a little bit of fatigue right now that he's already hurt, you know, <laughs> that he's already sitting out some of these. I mean, God bless yeah. him, you know. Like he's had his battles, and 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 the and the the tricky part is like when he's in there they're they're good he's good when he's healthy and playing he really adds especially on that ball movement piece we mentioned earlier right like he's a key piece of that um and you hope maybe brandon miller can continue to learn from him a little bit and see some of that uh from gordon but how in the world is he here (laughs) next year yeah i don't know you would need a time machine you'd need to go back to his utah (laughs) you know when they tried to sign him out of utah uh the first time around right that that's what you would need to go back it feels like for him to be here next year it just feels like you know this uh this 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 agreement has come to its end yeah the gordon hayward era is gonna be weird and and i think i mean maybe this year has a lot to do with it how how we feel about gordon hayward yeah if if he plays let's say he plays more games than he ever has yeah i know he's got the foot soreness but i think he'd play if it was regular season i think but it so if he plays 60, I think that's all I'm asking for, to be yep. honest with you. So if he yep. plays 60 games and averages, you know, 12, like 13 to 15, maybe we go that far down, but he shoots really well and he's the connector that he's been titled with. That I'm not saying you bring him back. I just wonder how, how well, like, if we'll think about him fondly at, at the end of the season, right? The end of it. It's, yeah. Maybe I'm trying too hard to 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 play devil's advocate. I'm just trying to figure out if it's so sure that we hate Gordon Hayward <laughs> and that he's not going to come back next year. The, the the latter I feel a lot better about. The the first part I'm I'm interested to see what this season is going to do for his Hornets uh, tenure and his reputation. I really hope it's I really hope that, that he can end if that's what it is on a high note, right? And he can stay mm-hmm. healthy. And that's really all it is. I mean, if he's out there playing, I think you're going to have some good feelings about him because of the things he brings and like we talk about it all the time with this locker room they certainly need some veteran guys in there obviously i don't think that's really him like you know it was kind of sold as that he would be a better voice in the locker room i don't think that's really worked out that's not his bag that's fine you know what i mean like that's Mm -hmm. okay if you're not that guy at this point um but yeah we'd like to see some moments from him this year I, i do wonder I haven't looked at like his minutes played and all that when he's been healthy, but if they can somehow figure out a way to, you know, reduce the minutes in, in an effort to maybe keep him healthy. I just don't know if there's any rhyme or reason to it, Walker. You know what I mean? It just feels like when this stuff pops up for him, it, it's just going to happen. It doesn't feel like a, a worn down. It doesn't feel like a minutes thing. 
he just has a bad luck of injuries. And, and yeah. I hope for his sake and the Hornets, like he can have one solid year where he can he can he can stay healthy and, and really contribute. Yeah, I mean he he averaged thirty four minutes three years ago, and the last two seasons he's averaged you know thirty one and a half to thirty two. So really right on that marker. Yeah, this is where Brandon Miller comes in. If we want to yep. end with rookie talk, as we promised, so even if Gordon Hayward isn't this vocal leader in the locker room, when we were giving out comps to players out of the draft, Gordon Hayward and Brandon Miller do have a little bit of a similar game. You know, there there is the three point shot. They do, and Brandon even in preseason more so, getting to his spots in the mid range. You know, Brandon is a little yeah. bit more of a spring chicken than what Gordon Hayward is. There's a 12-year difference between the two, something like that. So Gordon's not going to be flying up and dunking on you. But remember when he was coming out of Butler, Gordon Hayward's a pretty good athlete. Yep. So this is and, – and Brandon, while people will joke about, oh, everybody said he wasn't athletic. Yes, uh, the, the short burst speed, the getting by their guy, but he'll dunk on you too. I mean, we just saw it despite it getting called back in this preseason game. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that the Hornets find valuable enough to say, okay, no, we know Gordon Hayward isn't a vocal leader, but man, you guys play so similarly. Clearly Gordon is in the twilight. I don't want to give Gordon like a lot more money than what every other team would be willing to give him. So eventually I think it's all moot. We're just playing in this hypothetical universe. I, I eventually think that he would get, I think he'd go chase a title or, you know, I just I agree. I think his time would end with the Hornets, but I just wonder how valuable the Hornets might see Gordon in that way. Where on the court, there could be something that Brandon learns with uh, yeah. with Gordon. You know, helping him out on the sideline. Maybe maybe they just force him to be a mentor. I don't know, but yeah, right. it's just what I think about. Well, on the court and you know, uh, pregame, postgame, you know, during the week, how he handles this, how to be a pro right? How to be a pro. So that's a different skill set than, you know, a vocal locker room, rah, rah guy, but they still need some guys to go in there and show them, you know, how to take care of your body. You guys have talked some about that too. So, I mean, he mm-hmm. can still fill that void. Is it worth the Hornets to, you know, bring him back again? Is it, is it the yeah. type of thing? This is, by the way, we haven't even talked about like who's going to be in the front office. Who's going to be making the decisions. Like what 100%. does the, what, what does the picture of the team look like? uh in you know february god knows mm-hmm. not even at the end of the season so like but i think the point is you know gordon hayward is still going to have some value for a team even if he's not playing huge minutes mm-hmm. uh do the hornets see that benefit paying off enough to bring him back it seems unlikely just because oh yeah it's been it's been a bit of a slog here it has been and it, it and i i think no matter what i think people it's almost like bringing back a sequel to your favorite television show if 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 he ended on a good note, we would have that same feeling at the end. Hey, okay, you know, toodles, man. Right. Good job. We appreciate what you did at least this past season. Didn't love what you did the first three, but hey, we end on what is a you know a positive note, and then Stay they bring him back, and you're like, wait, what? Why? <laughs> we don't need another version. The, the, right. That version was the best way to end. We don't need another version. Why are we doing this? I, that's how honestly I'd probably feel like that too. Uh, just it, it's just interesting with still so many young guys. I think with this cap space you're going to have, especially if you don't bring back a Miles or whatever, then you might go after some other veterans that aren't 33, but maybe 27, maybe yeah. 28, something like that, that yeah. can help you out and bring some depth and and maybe even be a little bit more accepting of a role. 
that says, okay, this is Brandon's role now. Like he is your yeah. small forward moving, moving forward. And, you know, I'm going to yeah. help him back up. That's a good point. And one thing to think about when you're thinking about this from a broader standpoint is like the, the team at some point has to transition into Lamelo's team, this young cores team, right? So where can they start to make changes in the off season moves, drafts, whatever, like doesn't feel like they're going to do that now with all the stuff going on, but like they've got to kind of continue to, 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 um, transition into the next phase mm -hmm. of this team. Right. And like bringing back guys like Gordon, um, and, and, and some of these other guys staying the course they've been on doesn't really feel like, especially with new ownership and whoever's in the front office, the way they'll go. So I think that would be an avenue they could take is just natural conclusions to relationships are probably going to end. 100%. And that's what Terry Rozier was talking about. They know like this is the end of this, <laughs> this iteration thing. of the foundation. Like this is it. So, yep. you know, we'll see how it all ends this year, postseason, play in playoff, whatever it is going to be the last run. All right. Thanks to David Walker for helping me out on yeah. a Wednesday edition. Find him on Twitter, by the way, at David B Walker and listen to me Walker mail on WFNZ every weekday from 12 to 3 PM. Thanks for making us your first listen. Make your second listen game to game NBA every moment, every top performance, every result locked on game to game it covers every game from across the league with local analysis that only locked on can deliver. Follow game to game on locked on NBA available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.